You are now listening to Unsolved Mysteries and Cold Cases. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, your guide into the shadowy depths of the unresolved, the enigmatic, and the chilling. Each episode, we'll delve into baffling disappearances, unsolved crimes, and tales that have slipped through the cracks of time and memory. Through interviews, expert analysis, and meticulous investigation, we'll attempt to piece together the puzzles that have perplexed minds for years. So, if you have a curious heart and a mind unafraid of the shadows, join me in unraveling the enigmas that refuse to be forgotten and give voice to the silent tales hidden within the folds of history. On a seemingly ordinary summer day, July 30, 1975, a man stepped into a maroon mercury in the suburbs of Detroit, never to be seen or heard from again. This was not any ordinary man. His name was Jimmy Hoffa, a firebrand labor leader, president of the Teamsters Union, friend to the working class, a thorn in the side of the establishment, and a figure intertwined with the American Mafia. His sudden, unexplained disappearance would quickly evolve into one of the greatest unsolved mysteries in the annals of American history. Jimmy Hoffa's name was known in every household in the country. His rise from a manual laborer to one of the most powerful men in America, his battles with the government and the mafia, and his eventual downfall, was stuff of legends, akin to a modern-day folk tale. But the suddenness of his disappearance, the mystery that enveloped it, and the whirlwind of conspiracy theories it spun, added a chilling twist to his story, turning the tale of Hoffa into an enduring American mystery. The days leading up to his disappearance were fraught with tension. Freshly out of prison and eager to regain his throne at the helm of the Teamsters Union, Hoffa scheduled a meeting with reputed mobsters at the Red Fox restaurant. It was from here that he vanished, leaving behind a trail of questions, a cloud of suspicion, and a mystery that would baffle the world for decades to come. The tale of Jimmy Hoffa's disappearance is not just a mystery, it's a window into the complex tapestry of mid-20th century America, a time where organized crime, labor unions, and political power were deeply intertwined. Join us as we embark on a journey, exploring the man, the mystery, and the myriad theories that have sought to explain the unexplained, the haunting disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa. Chapter 1. An Introductory Tale Summer had just set in on July 30, 1975. The air in Detroit held the subtle promise of another scorching day. In the heart of it all was a man, an emblem of power and controversy, preparing for a day that held significant importance. Jimmy Hoffa, whose name resonated through every alley of America, was known as much for his fiery union leadership as his brushes with the law. The former Teamsters Union president was scheduled for an important meeting that day. Little did he know, it would be an appointment around which a vortex of mystery would soon whirl. Hoffa left the comfort of his Lake Orion home that afternoon, driving his green Pontiac Granville. His destination was the Machu's Red Fox Restaurant, an upscale joint in Bloomfield Township, a suburb of Detroit. There, he was supposed to meet Anthony Tony Pro Provenzano, a teamster leader from New Jersey, and Anthony Tony Jack Jackaloni, a reputed Detroit mobster. It was an attempt on Hoffa's part to mend some fences, paving his way back to the power corridors of the Union. As the clock ticked, Hoffa arrived at the restaurant, 
but his companions for the afternoon were conspicuously absent. Witnesses remember him pacing, increasingly agitated, in the restaurant's parking lot. He made several calls from a nearby payphone to his wife, Josephine, and his close friend, Louis Linto. Each time, the frustration in his voice seemed to deepen as he reported the no-show of Provenzano and Giacalone. By late afternoon, Hoffa had vanished. His mysterious disappearance, unexpected and inexplicable, stirred the pot of a simmering summer, giving birth to one of the most enduring mysteries of modern American history. For a man as connected and notorious as Hoffa to simply vanish without a trace, it was beyond comprehension. As days turned into weeks, and weeks into months, Hoffa's disappearance remained shrouded in an inscrutable fog of unknowns. The world waited, bated breath and watchful eyes, for any hint of the whereabouts of the missing Union boss. But none came. The man who once stood like a colossus in America's labor landscape had disappeared, leaving in his wake a trail of bewilderment, countless questions and the seeds of a mystery that continue to captivate us to this day. To understand the mystery that enshrouds Hoffa, one must first step back in time, navigating the labyrinth of his tumultuous life. Jimmy Hoffa's journey was woven from threads of ambition, controversy, and resilience. He rose from the rough and tumble world of manual labor to become one of America's most influential figures, all the while attracting a swirl of scandal and opposition. Born in 1913 in the small coal mining town of Brazil, Indiana, Hoffa's fighting spirit was sparked early. His father's death, when Hoffa was just seven, plunged the family into financial hardship. As a teenager, Hoffa took up manual labor, and it was in these hard scrabble conditions he found his calling, fighting for the rights of workers. By his mid 20s, Hoffa had fought his way up the ranks of the Teamsters Union a labor union representing blue-collar workers across America. He had a knack for leadership, a magnetic charisma that drew people to him. His passionate speeches stirred the hearts of workers, and his tenacity made him a formidable adversary for employers. Under his leadership, the Teamsters grew exponentially, swelling to one of the most powerful labor unions in the nation. Yet, his rise was not without controversy. To amass such power, Hoffa often skirted the law, forging uneasy alliances with organized crime syndicates. He was alleged to have used the Teamsters Pension Fund as a personal bank, doling out loans to mafia figures and benefiting from kickbacks. His leadership style, brash and unapologetic, put him on a collision course with law enforcement and political figures, most notably Robert F. Kennedy, then Attorney General. In 1967, Hoffa's controversial reign came to a crashing halt when he was convicted of jury tampering and fraud. The charges stemmed from his manipulation of the Teamsters Pension Fund, and the sentencing carried with it a 13-year prison term. In 1971, in a surprising move, President Richard Nixon commuted his sentence, but with one condition, Hoffa was barred from union activities until 1980. However, Hoffa had no plans to sit idle. His release from prison stoked the embers of his ambition. Despite the ban, he was determined to claw his way back to power. His aspirations put him back in the eye of the storm, setting the stage for the ill-fated meeting on July 30, 
1975. Jimmy Hoffa, a symbol of American labor, a man whose name was synonymous with power, controversy, and the American mafia, was now a puzzle piece in a mystery that would captivate the nation for decades. This larger-than-life figure, once omnipresent, had vanished, leaving behind a tale as intriguing as his life. Following his release from prison, Hoffa found himself on unfamiliar terrain. The Teamsters, the union he'd once reigned over, was now under new leadership. Frank Fitzsimmons, Hoffa's longtime deputy, had ascended to the top seat. Initially thought of as a caretaker president, Fitzsimmons surprised many by proving to be more than a stopgap solution. Fitzsimmons, unlike Hoffa, favored a low-profile approach, avoiding the limelight that Hoffa seemed to thrive in. The union under Fitzsimmons had also grown closer to the Nixon administration, a stark contrast to Hoffa's tumultuous relationship with the government. Hoffa, barred from union activities, watched these developments from the sidelines, a position he was not accustomed to. Despite the ban, Hoffa was not ready to fade into obscurity. He craved the power he once held, the rush of leading a national union, and he sought to challenge Fitzsimmons for the Teamsters' presidency. However, the road back to power was fraught with obstacles. Hoffa's relationship with the mafia, once a source of strength, had become complicated during his prison stint. The mafia had grown comfortable with Fitzsimmons' leadership, and they were not keen on the idea of a Hoffa comeback, fearing he could disrupt their influence over the Teamsters. In this swirling vortex of ambitions and tensions, Hoffa agreed to a meeting with Tony Provenzano and Tony Giacalone. Provenzano, a union leader from New Jersey, had once been a close ally, but their relationship had soured while Hoffa was in prison. Giacalone, on the other hand, was a reputed Detroit mobster known for his negotiation skills. Hoffa hoped to make peace with Provenzano and secure the Mafia's support for his return to power. The day of the meeting, July 30, 1975, dawned like any other. The world around Hoffa went about its routine, oblivious to the ripples of change that were about to disturb its surface. As Hoffa left his house for the meeting, there was no inkling of the storm that was brewing. No premonition that this meeting would alter the course of his life, transforming him from a controversial figure into the centerpiece of an unsolved mystery that would baffle the world for years to come. Chapter 2 The Infamous Disappearance The day was July 30, 1975, a summer day just like any other in the bustling city of Detroit. The morning sun ushered in the promise of an ordinary day, yet it was anything but for one man. Jimmy Hoffa had a crucial meeting on his agenda, a rendezvous that would forever ink this day into the pages of mystery. Hoffa woke up that day in his Lake Orion home, completely unaware that these were his last known hours. His plan was to meet with Tony Provenzano and Tony Giacalone, two significant figures linked to the mob and the Teamsters Union, at the Machu's Red Fox restaurant in the Detroit suburb of Bloomfield Township. That afternoon, Dressed in a dark blue shirt, blue pants, and white leather shoes, Hoffa got into his green Pontiac Granville. The sun glared off the car's polished hood as he drove off, a scene so remarkably ordinary and yet etched into history. By 2 p.m., Hoffa was in the parking lot of the restaurant. 
but Provenzano and Giacalone were nowhere in sight. In a state of growing irritation, Hoffa paced the asphalt lot, the summer heat pulsating around him. The restaurant, known for its luxurious dining and elite clientele, stood in stark contrast to the brewing tension for Hoffa. Witnesses saw him make several calls from a nearby payphone. He rang his wife, Josephine, and his friend, Louis Linto, expressing his annoyance at being stood up. Each conversation was laced with a growing frustration, a sharp edge in his voice signaling his displeasure at the no-show of the two men. As the afternoon wore on, Hoffa disappeared from the public eye. The bustling parking lot, the sun-drenched restaurant, and the public payphone were the last vestiges of a world familiar with Jimmy Hoffa. No one knew then that these mundane scenes would be poured over by investigators, examined by journalists, and debated by conspiracy theorists. The everyday events of an extraordinary man's life were about to spiral into a tale of intrigue and mystery, a saga that would baffle the nation and the world for decades to come. The story of Jimmy Hoffa, the Teamsters Union leader turned missing person, was only beginning to unfold. In the hours following Hoffa's mysterious no-show, concern began to seep into the hearts of his loved ones. By late afternoon, Josephine Hoffa found herself unnerved by her husband's unusual silence. He had always been punctual, a man of routine. The void left by his absence began to echo with a sense of dread. By evening, with no word from Hoffa, the concern had escalated into alarm. Josephine reported Hoffa missing the next day, and the machinery of law enforcement kicked into gear. It was then that Hoffa's green Pontiac Grandville was found in the restaurant parking lot. The car was empty, bearing no signs of struggle or foul play. It was as if Hoffa had evaporated into thin air, leaving only his car behind as a silent testimony to his disappearance. News of Hoffa's disappearance spread quickly, igniting a media frenzy. The headlines screamed with speculation, the world of journalism abuzz with theories. Every detail was scrutinized, from the location of his car to his last known phone calls, the mystery of Hoffa's vanishing act escalating into a national sensation. Federal agents flooded Detroit, their presence a stark contrast to the city's regular bustle. They combed through the Red Fox restaurant, the surrounding areas, and Hoffa's last known route. Despite their dogged efforts, they found no trace of Hoffa. The notorious union leader, known for his larger-than-life persona, had slipped through their fingers without a trace. Public speculation mounted with each passing day, fueled by the media's relentless coverage. Theories flourished, ranging from mafia hits to government conspiracies. Every lead, every clue, every whisper was seized upon, only to lead back to the same unsettling, unsolved mystery. Jimmy Hoffa, once a ubiquitous figure in the labor movement and a magnet for controversy, was now the protagonist of a real-life thriller, a tale of intrigue that had only just begun to unfold. The green Pontiac Grandville parked in the restaurant's lot was an eerie remnant of Hoffa's last known hours. As investigators approached the car, it stood there silent and inscrutable, a metal behemoth holding the secrets of a missing man. The paint gleamed under the police lights, and the car's interior lay in wait, seemingly untouched since Hoffa's departure. Initially, 
the Hoffa car, as it soon came to be known, offered more questions than answers. There were no signs of a struggle, no blood stains, no stray fingerprints, nothing that hinted at violence. It was as though Hoffa had parked his car and simply walked away, leaving behind the life he knew. But where he had gone and why remained a mystery that investigators were scrambling to solve. Over the next few days, the car underwent a thorough forensic examination. As technicians combed through every inch, the car was transformed from a mere vehicle into a potential goldmine of clues. Even the smallest of elements, from the dust on the seats to the wear of the tires, was inspected with intense scrutiny. But despite their best efforts, the car remained stubbornly silent, offering no new insights into Hoffa's whereabouts. The Hoffa car, in its silent compliance, became a symbol of the baffling mystery. A tantalizing piece of a puzzle that no one seemed capable of solving. The more the car was examined, the more it seemed to hold its secrets close, defying all attempts to pry them loose. As the investigation continued, the car became a macabre tourist attraction. Crowds of curious onlookers gathered, kept at a distance by the fluttering police tape, their faces a mix of fascination and fear. They watched as the car, an ordinary object, became an extraordinary piece of a real-life mystery. In the midst of the media frenzy and public speculation, the Hoffa car stood as a constant reminder of the man who had vanished. A quiet testament to a life abruptly halted and a mystery that was far from being solved. A green Pontiac Grandville that was once just a car, now the epicenter of one of the greatest unsolved mysteries in American history. Chapter 3 Elements of Mystery and Intrigue The possible mafia connection in Hoffa's disappearance was one of the more tantalizing threads in the enthralling tapestry of theories. Hoffa's association with the mob was far from a secret. It was a shadowy part of his life, a murky backdrop against which his ambitions and activities often played out. The mob had its tendrils deep within the Teamsters under Hoffa's leadership, and their interests were often entwined in a dance of power and control. Following his release from prison, Hoffa found the Union's landscape drastically changed. The Mafia was content with the status quo under Frank Fitzsimmons' leadership and saw Hoffa's potential return as a threat. Hoffa's plans to reclaim power were unsettling to the mob, sparking off an undercurrent of tension. The meeting Hoffa was supposed to attend on the day of his disappearance added to the intrigue. The absence of Tony Provenzano and Tony Giacalone, both known Mafia figures, at the appointed time and place, stirred suspicions. Had the Mafia set him up? Was this their way of silencing Hoffa permanently to protect their interests in the Teamsters' union? Investigations pointed towards Provenzano and Giacalone, but the trail was a convoluted one. A series of interviews and polygraph tests were carried out, but neither man was formally charged. Like shadows in the underworld they inhabited, Provenzano and Giacalone slipped through the legal net their silence a fortress the law could not breach. As the mafia theory took hold, it painted a chilling picture. It depicted a world where power was the ultimate prize and where loyalties were as changeable as the wind. Where life and death decisions were made in hushed whispers and sealed with a handshake. Where a man like Hoffa, who once held sway over the mob, could become its victim. 
Even as the years passed, the Mafia connection continued to be a central theme in the Hoffa disappearance. Its mere mention added a layer of allure and fear to the mystery. It was a narrative that took Hoffa's story from the realm of a simple missing person's case and placed it squarely in the world of organized crime, giving it an edge of danger and lawlessness that only added to the intrigue. Union politics, particularly the internal dynamics of the Teamsters, offered another layer of complexity to the mystery of Hoffa's disappearance. As the former leader of one of America's most powerful unions, Hoffa had navigated the stormy seas of union politics with a master's touch. But these same waters threatened to swallow him in the wake of his vanishing act. During his time as president, Hoffa had led the Teamsters with an iron hand, his rule marked by a series of controversies and confrontations. His powerful persona and the tactics he employed won him as many adversaries as allies within the Union. And when he was released from prison and began to talk about a comeback, the political currents within the Union began to shift. His successor, Frank Fitzsimmons, had proven to be more than just a placeholder, and he was not keen on handing back the reins. Hoffa's desire to regain control threatened to upset the equilibrium that had settled within the Teamsters' leadership. His planned meeting with Provenzano, a fellow union leader but also a rival, was a clear indication of Hoffa's intent to regain power. Could it have been union politics that orchestrated Hoffa's disappearance? The theory was not far-fetched. Power struggles were a common occurrence in the high-stakes world of union leadership. With his comeback threatening to disrupt the status quo, Hoffa's rivals within the union could have seen an opportunity to remove him from the equation permanently. However, proving union involvement in Hoffa's disappearance was as elusive as the man himself. The Teamsters' leadership maintained a fortress-like silence, and investigations hit one dead end after another. The specter of union politics loomed large over the case but failed to provide the concrete answers investigators were seeking. In the end, the union politics angle added another intriguing dimension to the Hoffa mystery. It painted a portrait of a man embroiled in a struggle for power, a picture that further blurred the lines between the possible and the implausible. It was yet another piece in the vast, unsolvable puzzle of Jimmy Hoffa's disappearance. As if the elements of union politics and mafia involvement weren't enough to stoke the intrigue, theories involving the U.S. government's role in Hoffa's disappearance began to emerge adding yet another layer of complexity to the already convoluted mystery. Hoffa's fraught relationship with the government was no secret. The federal authorities had long been wary of his influence over the Teamsters and his alleged ties to organized crime. His imprisonment on charges of jury tampering, fraud, and conspiracy was seen by many as the government's attempt to curb his power. Following his release from prison, Hoffa was banned from participating in union activities for a decade a prohibition believed to be enforced by the government to keep him at bay. But Hoffa was not one to be easily subdued. He began maneuvering to regain control of the Teamsters, posing a potential threat to the government's interests. Given this backdrop, theories suggesting the government's role in Hoffa's disappearance took root. Speculation arose that the government, seeking to permanently neutralize Hoffa's influence, might have orchestrated his disappearance. 
the possibility was chilling. The notion of a democratically elected government resorting to such drastic measures was as frightening as it was fascinating. However, like the mafia and union politics theories, the government involvement angle proved hard to substantiate. Despite the intense speculation, concrete evidence implicating the government was elusive. Yet, the theory persisted, gaining strength from the lack of definitive answers and Hoffa's tumultuous history with federal authorities. In the end, the suggestion of the government's role in Hoffa's disappearance added an extra dimension to the enduring mystery. It hinted at a world where power, influence, and politics blurred the lines between the lawful and the lawless. It added depth to the enigma of Hoffa, transforming him from a man to a symbol of the battle between authority and individual influence. And it turned his story into a narrative of intrigue and suspicion that continues to fascinate, decades after his unexplained disappearance. Chapter 4 Sifting Through Theories The Mob Hit Theory perhaps one of the most popularly believed narratives of Hoffa's disappearance, weaves a narrative that is as captivating as it is chilling. The essence of this theory lies in Hoffa's long-established connections with organized crime, particularly with key figures in the mafia, and his well-known attempts to reclaim his former position in the Teamsters' union. The theory goes that Hoffa's ambition to regain control of the Teamsters did not sit well with the mafia, who had found a comfortable ally in Hoffa's successor, Frank Fitzsimmons. A returned and empowered Hoffa could upset the balance of their lucrative operations. The absentees at the meeting Hoffa was to attend that fateful day, Tony Provenzano and Tony Giacalone, were key figures in the mob hit theory. Both were known associates of organized crime, their absence only serving to fuel speculations of a setup. Provenzano, in particular, had a turbulent history with Hoffa, their previous physical altercation making him a likely candidate in the conspiracy. But here's where the theory veers into murkier waters. Despite the suspicions and the seemingly aligning motives, concrete evidence tying the mafia to Hoffa's disappearance was hard to come by. Both Provenzano and Giacalone maintained their innocence, and the authorities could find no conclusive proof linking them to the case. However, the mob hit theory persisted, fed by the clandestine nature of the Mafia's operations and Hoffa's known associations. Over time, it grew in popularity, fueled by accounts from purported insiders and former mobsters who claimed knowledge of Hoffa's fate. The mob hit theory, despite its lack of substantiated evidence, became a cornerstone of the Hoffa disappearance narrative. It transformed a missing person's case into a crime thriller, the story of a man who danced too close to the flames of organized crime and got burnt. Whether true or not, this theory kept the fascination with Hoffa's case alive, forever entwining his story with the dark underbelly of organized crime. The witness protection program theory is a less gruesome but equally captivating theory surrounding Hoffa's disappearance. While it may lack the drama of mob hits and violent ends, this theory offers a different kind of intrigue. It whispers of secret agreements, new identities, and life far from the public eye. The theory suggests that Hoffa, knowing too much about the inner workings of organized crime due to his connections with the mafia, could have been placed in the witness protection program by the government. The idea is that Hoffa had agreed to share his insider knowledge with the authorities in exchange for a fresh start, 
a chance to break away from his past and the enemies it harbored. Supporters of this theory argue that the sudden and thorough nature of Hoffa's disappearance points to a well-orchestrated plan rather than a violent, unplanned event. They contend that only an organization with resources and experience, such as the government, could pull off such a feat of vanishing a high-profile figure like Hoffa without a trace. The idea of Hoffa living out his days under an assumed identity in some quiet corner of America is an enticing one. It adds an element of the romantic to the mystery, the thought of a man once so influential, living an ordinary life away from the public eye. Yet, much like the other theories, the witness protection program theory is hard to substantiate. The government has never confirmed such an arrangement, and no solid evidence to support the theory has come to light. Furthermore, the purpose of the witness protection program is to protect witnesses in legal proceedings, and it's unclear if Hoffa's situation would have qualified. Despite these challenges, the witness protection program theory remains a fascinating aspect of the Hoffa disappearance narrative. It offers a glimmer of hope amidst the darker theories, a chance that perhaps Hoffa's story didn't end in violence but in a quiet, unseen corner of the world. Whether true or not, it's a theory that continues to captivate, adding another layer of mystery to the enigma of Jimmy Hoffa's disappearance. While the mob hit theory and the witness protection program theory dominate the discourse surrounding Hoffa's disappearance, a host of lesser-known theories also fill the gaps of this unsolved mystery, adding more colors to an already intricate canvas. One such theory is the international intrigue theory. This suggests that Hoffa, with his powerful influence in the transport industry through the Teamsters Union, may have been privy to secrets not just of the mafia, but of international significance. His disappearance, some argue, could have been the work of foreign powers looking to silence him. Yet, the evidence to substantiate such a global conspiracy remains as elusive as Hoffa himself. Another idea that's found some traction is the self-imposed exile theory. Frustrated with his tussles with the law and the union, Hoffa, according to this theory, might have decided to disappear voluntarily. To those who knew Hoffa's fierce determination and love for power, this theory seems less plausible, yet it can't be completely ruled out. And then, there are more sensational theories. Some stories claim that Hoffa was buried under the giant stadium in New Jersey or that his body was mixed into the concrete of Detroit's Renaissance Center. Other tales suggest he was fed to alligators in the Florida Everglades, or even that he was obliterated in a fat-rendering plant. Despite their sensationalist appeal, these theories largely remain the stuff of urban legends and crime folklore, with no real evidence to back them up. Each of these lesser-known theories adds another strand to the vast web of speculation surrounding Hoffa's disappearance. Whether they hold a kernel of truth or are merely products of overactive imaginations, they continue to contribute to the enduring intrigue of the case. While they may not offer solid answers, they certainly fuel the mystery, ensuring that the story of Jimmy Hoffa's disappearance remains a captivating puzzle, ripe for exploration and speculation. Chapter 5 Efforts to Solve the Mystery From the outset, the disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa presented a formidable challenge to law enforcement. Not only were they tasked with solving a case that had no tangible leads, but they also had to navigate the labyrinth of Hoffa's connections and alliances, 
ranging from union politics to the underworld of organized crime. The initial investigations into Hoffa's disappearance were carried out by the Bloomfield Township Police Department and the Michigan State Police. But the case quickly outgrew their jurisdiction, given Hoffa's high profile and the national, even international, implications of the mystery. Soon, the FBI got involved, adding its formidable resources and expertise to the investigation. Codenamed Hot Fish, the Hoffa case would go on to become one of the most exhaustive and longest-running investigations in the history of the FBI. Thousands of leads were pursued, numerous suspects questioned, and countless hours spent in the pursuit of the truth. But the law enforcement agencies faced a tough adversary in the wall of silence put up by those in the know. Both the Mafia and the Teamsters Union were notoriously tight-lipped, their codes of loyalty and silence making it near impossible to penetrate their ranks for valuable information. Yet, the relentless efforts of law enforcement have not been entirely fruitless. While they may not have found Hoffa, their investigations have shown a light on the shadowy world of organized crime, leading to several high-profile arrests and convictions. And the fact that the Hoffa case remains open in the FBI's books, even after all these years, is a testament to their unwavering commitment to solving the mystery. The role of law enforcement in the Hoffa case, thus, paints a vivid picture of perseverance in the face of adversity. It shows us the unwavering tenacity of those who seek justice, the lengths they are willing to go to find answers. Even in the absence of closure, their relentless pursuit of the truth ensures that the memory of Jimmy Hoffa, and the mystery surrounding his disappearance, continues to endure. Journalists and private investigators have played an indispensable role in the quest to unravel the mystery of Jimmy Hoffa's disappearance. Their relentless pursuit of leads, insatiable curiosity, and commitment to the truth have kept the Hoffa story alive in the public consciousness for decades. Journalists were instrumental in shedding light on Hoffa's disappearance, reporting on the events as they unfolded and providing the public with the latest developments. They probed into Hoffa's complex world, revealing his connections with the Teamsters, his brushes with the law, and his ties to the Mafia. Over the years, journalists have published countless articles, books, and documentaries about Hoffa, keeping the story in the public eye and ensuring the mystery never fades into oblivion. One of the most influential journalists covering the case was Dan Moldia. His book, The Hoffa Wars, is considered a seminal work on the subject. Through meticulous research and dog determination, Moldia brought to light many details about Hoffa's connections and possible theories about his disappearance. On the other side of the spectrum are private investigators, who brought a different set of skills and perspectives to the case. While not constrained by the same rules as law enforcement, they often had more freedom to delve into Hoffa's underworld connections. The role of private investigators became particularly notable in the years following Hoffa's disappearance. As official leads dried up and law enforcement hit dead ends, private investigators picked up the torch, sifting through the vast sea of rumors, hearsay, and conjecture in search of solid evidence. While neither journalists nor private investigators have managed to solve the mystery of Hoffa's disappearance, their contributions have been invaluable. They've kept the Hoffa story alive, 
continually reintroducing it to new generations and ensuring the quest for answers carries on. Their enduring fascination with the case is a testament to the captivating power of the Hoffa mystery and the enduring hope for resolution. As the Jimmy Hoffa case moved through the decades, it's intersected with the relentless march of technology, providing new tools and techniques that have been employed in the ongoing search for answers. At the time of Hoffa's disappearance, the technology available to law enforcement was relatively rudimentary compared to today's standards. Over the years, however, advancements in forensic science have opened up new avenues of investigation. For instance, DNA analysis, which was in its infancy in the 1970s, has since become a staple tool in criminal investigations. In the Hoffa case, any new evidence found could potentially be linked to Hoffa through DNA, offering a level of certainty that was unavailable during the initial investigations. Another technological advancement of significance is the use of ground-penetrating radar, GPR. This technology allows investigators to scan beneath the surface of the ground for anomalies that could indicate a buried object or body. GPR has been used several times over the years in the Hoffa case, particularly when following up on tips that Hoffa was buried at various locations. Beyond physical technology, digital advancements have also played a role in the ongoing fascination with the Hoffa case. The rise of the internet and social media has allowed for a greater exchange of ideas and theories. Online platforms have given both professionals and armchair detectives the ability to share information and collaborate in ways that were previously unimaginable. Furthermore, artificial intelligence and data analysis tools have begun to play a role in cold case investigations. These technologies can help identify patterns and connections in large volumes of data, potentially uncovering new leads in cases like Hoffa's. While technology is yet to solve the mystery of Jimmy Hoffa's disappearance, it continues to provide new hope and avenues of investigation. With every technological advancement comes the possibility that we might finally uncover the truth behind one of the most enduring mysteries of the 20th century. Each new tool, each new technique brings us one step closer to solving the enigma of Hoffa's fate. Chapter 6 Recent Developments and Continuing Questions Decades may have passed since Jimmy Hoffa's mysterious disappearance, but the case is far from cold. Every so often, new leads emerge, reigniting public interest and hope for resolution. One such lead appeared in the mid-2000s when Frank the Irishman Sheeran, a former union leader and alleged hitman for the mob, confessed to killing Hoffa on orders from the mafia. Before his death, Sheeran detailed the alleged events in his biography. I heard you paint houses. He claimed to have shot Hoffa in a house in Detroit. While law enforcement did find traces of human blood in the said house, it couldn't be conclusively linked to Hoffa. More recently, in 2013, a tip led the FBI to a field in Oakland Township, Michigan. The tipster, Tony Zarilli, a reputed underboss of the Detroit Mafia, claimed Hoffa was buried there. After a week of digging, However, no remains were found, and the lead was dismissed. In 2020, a former New Jersey mobster turned author, Anthony Raimondi, claimed in his book When the Bullet Hits the Bone that he witnessed Hoffa's death. He alleged that Hoffa was not murdered but was instead drugged, 
shipped to an unknown location, and buried in a steel drum. While Raimondi's claims added a new twist to the Hoffa saga, they, too, have yet to yield concrete evidence. Each new lead, even when they turn out to be dead ends, breathes new life into the Hoffa case. They rekindle the public's fascination with the mystery, drawing them back into the intricate labyrinth of Hoffa's life and disappearance. They serve as reminders that even after all these years, the hope for answers, for closure, is not entirely extinguished. And so, the search for Jimmy Hoffa continues, fueled by the tantalizing possibility that the next lead may finally unravel the enduring mystery. The ongoing investigations into the Jimmy Hoffa case serve as a testament to the enduring commitment to unraveling this half-century-old mystery. Various entities, from law enforcement agencies to journalists and independent researchers, continue to probe the circumstances of Hoffa's disappearance. Law enforcement, particularly the FBI, maintains an active interest in the case. Despite the passage of time, any credible lead is followed up with thorough investigation. The use of advanced forensic technology, as well as techniques like geographic profiling and data analysis, ensure that no stone is left unturned. In 2006, the FBI launched Operation Family Secrets, an effort to solve several unsolved murders tied to the Chicago Outfit, a powerful mafia group. This operation led to the solving of 18 previously unsolved murders, reviving hope that Hoffa's case might eventually be solved through similar operations. Journalists and true crime writers are also heavily invested in ongoing investigations. They meticulously review police and court records, conduct interviews, and follow up on leads. Their work often brings to light overlooked details or new perspectives that contribute to understanding Hoffa's case. Meanwhile, private investigators and amateur sleuths continue to pursue their own leads. The proliferation of true crime podcasts and online sleuthing communities have given rise to a new generation of investigators dedicated to solving cold cases like Hoffa's. In addition to these traditional forms of investigation, there are those who turn to less conventional methods. Some psychics, for example, claim to have received messages or visions related to Hoffa's disappearance. While these methods are not scientifically validated and often viewed with skepticism, they add another layer to the multifaceted efforts to solve the mystery. In spite of the time that has passed, the investigations into Jimmy Hoffa's disappearance are far from over. Each day brings the potential for a new discovery, a fresh lead that might finally provide the key to this enduring mystery. The determination and tireless efforts of those involved ensure that the quest for answers continues unabated, keeping alive the hope that one day, the truth will finally emerge. Even after decades of relentless investigation and numerous leads, the disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa leaves us with an array of unanswered questions that continue to captivate and mystify. These questions keep the case alive in the public's consciousness and fuel the ongoing investigations. The most significant of these questions is, of course, what happened to Jimmy Hoffa? This overarching mystery has many facets, each leading to more questions. Was Hoffa murdered, as many suspect, or did he manage to escape his enemies and live out his life in anonymity? If he was killed, who was responsible? Was it the work of the mafia, disgruntled union members, 
or some other party entirely. And then there's the matter of Hoffa's body. If he was murdered, where was he buried? The countless theories about his final resting place, from giant stadium to a Michigan field or a Florida swamp, have yet to yield any definitive evidence. Another lingering question revolves around the motive behind Hoffa's disappearance. While his conflicts with the Mafia and within the Teamsters Union are widely known, could there be other factors at play that we're not aware of? Could Hoffa have had other enemies that have managed to remain hidden all these years? Furthermore, there are questions about the role of law enforcement in Hoffa's case. Did the authorities, at any level, have more knowledge about Hoffa's fate than they've let on? Could there have been a cover-up? As we delve deeper into the circumstances of Hoffa's disappearance, we're also left to ponder the implications for today's world. What can the Hoffa case teach us about the labor movement, organized crime, and the workings of law enforcement in the mid-20th century? How might understanding Hoffa's fate impact our view of this turbulent period in American history? Each unanswered question adds a new layer of intrigue to the Jimmy Hoffa mystery ensuring that interest in the case persists. While the answers remain elusive, the pursuit of these questions keeps Hoffa's story alive, reminding us of the man, his impact, and the mystery that continues to perplex us to this day.